0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Stephen Jarvis Reviews Podcast. Today, I will be talking about the early 2000s Minnesota Vikings. I will be stopping at 2010, and then I'll do another episode of 2010 to now. Um, So, let's get into it. The 2000s. The Minnesota Vikings entered the decade by winning the Divisional Championship and an appearance in the NFC championship game where they were defeated 41 to nothing by the New York Giants. The following season they struggled by posting a 5 and 11 record in 2001. The team made the playoffs I'll skip that one. In 2000 the Vikings went 11 and 5. The Vikings went 11 and 2 after 14 weeks but slumped briefly, losing their last three to the Rams, Packers, and Colts, while starting quarterback Dante Culpepper was hampered by injury. Nonetheless, the Vikings made the playoffs for the fifth straight year. After easily beating the Saints in the divisional game 34-16, they traveled to New York City to face the Giants in the NFC Championship game. Though they were the road team, the Vikings were favored to win the game since most considered their 11-2 record with Culpepper more indicative than their 0-3 record when he was out. Instead, the Vikings were defeated 41-0, their worst defeat in playoff history. Robert Smith, who ran for 1,521 yards that season, retired at the end of the year after only playing eight NFL seasons. In 2001, after a disappointing 5-11 and season, the Vikings bought out the contract of Denny Green. Despite his successful coaching tenure with the team, Mike Tice coached the final game of 2001, losing to the Ravens 19-3. to Tice was named the permanent coach after the season, but he could not lead the Vikings back to the playoffs until... 2004. In 2002, as part of the league's realignment with the addition of the Houston Texans, the Vikings and their other traditional NFC rivals became part of the newly formed NFC North. During the 2003 season, the Vikings came close to getting into the playoffs. However, the Arizona Cardinals completed a game winning touchdown on 4th and 28 with zero seconds left. Knocking the Vikings out of the playoffs, the moment of Arizona's touchdown was actually the first moment the entire season in which the Vikings had not led their division. The Vikings became the second team in NFL history to miss the playoffs after going off, getting off to a 6-0 start flying the 1978 Washington Redskins. In 2004, Dante Culpepper amassed MVP-like statistics, throwing for 4,717 passing yards, he led the NFL that year, 39 passing touchdowns, a Viking record, and 5,123 total yards, an NFL record. In the wild card game, the Vikings defeated the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field in their first ever playoff meeting, 31-17. In doing so, the Vikings became the second team in NFL history to have a 500 record, 8-8 eight and eight in the regular season, and win a playoff team playoff game. The St. Louis Rams did the same thing only a day earlier. In the divisional record divisional round, the Vikings were defeated by the eventual NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles would later on to go on to lose the Super Bowl to the New England Patriots. Yeah. On March Second, 2005 Vikings wide receiver Randy Moss was traded to the Oakland Raiders for linebacker Napoleon Harris and the Raiders' first-round draft pick. After struggling to a disappointing 2-5 and five start to the 2005 season, Vikings lost quarterback Dante Culpepper to a season-ending knee injury. This injury was a very significant part to this Minnesota Vikings team due to the fact, that, fact they also lost Moss. The dynamic duo from years earlier were now gone, and a new leader would eventually emerge. The Vikings finished the 2005 season with a 9-7 record. However, this season would be more notable for the off-field events. In October seventeenth, team members were part of a party of about 90 that went out on a pleasure cruise on local Lake Minnetonka. This incident erupted into scandal when media reported that a number of the players had performed sex acts and that prostitutes had been flown in. Four players were ultimately charged with misdemeanors relayed to the party. Mike Tice was let go after the 2005 season and was replaced by Brad Childers. This was one of many significant front office moves made by the new ownership team, led by Ziggy Wolf. 2006 Minnesota began the 2006 season 4-2 two with Childers becoming the first head coach to start his career 2-0. But finished the year at 6-10, receiving the seventh pick in the NFL draft. With it, the Vikings selected running back Adrian Peterson out of the University of Oklahoma. Peterson's first career touchdown was a 60-yard screen pass against the Atlanta Falcons in his first career game. When the Vikings played the Chicago Bears in week six, Peterson broke the record for single-game, all-purpose, rushing, receiving, kicking return yards with 361 total yards and 224 rushing in week nine Peterson broke the NFL single game rushing record set by Jamal Lewis in 2003 by rushing for 296 yards against San Diego Chargers despite a strong push in the middle of the season winning five straight games the Vikings lost their final two games to finish the season at eight and eight and miss the playoffs In week 13 of the 2008 season against the Bears, Gus Freud hooked up with Bernard Berrien and set the record for longest play in franchise history with a 99 yard touchdown pass. In the 2009 season, Adrian Peterson led the NFL with 1,760 yards rushing, breaking the franchise record. The Vikings clinched the NFC North Championship for the first time after defeating the Defeating the New York Giants twenty to nineteen in week seventeen when kicker Ryan Longwell made the game-winning field goal. Peterson had carry had nineteen carries for one hundred and nine yards and had a touchdown during the game. On January fourth, two thousand nine, the Vikings hosted the Philadelphia Eagles. for the wild card round, their first home playoff game in eight years. The Vikings led the, the Eagles led the Vikings 16 to 14 at halftime and coming off a 44 to six victory over the Dallas Cowboys went on to defeat the Vikings 26, 14. Since 2006, the Vikings have been known, especially for their strong run defense Anchored by the Williams Wall, consisting of defensive tackle Kevin Williams and nose tackle Pat Williams, no relation. With the addition of sack leader Jared Allen in 2008, the dominant front four began being called by several nicknames, including Thunder and Plunder and Shock and Awe. God, those nicknames. from <laughs> the Purple People leaders. But I digress. On August 18, 2009, after months of speculation and negotiations, twice retired veteran quarterback Brett Favre, who had, who until two thousand seventeen or two thousand seven, sorry, had played sixteen years for division arch rival Green Bay Packers, signed a two year, twenty five million dollar deal with the Vikings. On October fifth, two thousand nine, the Vikings hosted the Green Bay Packers as Favre played his former team for the first time. With a 30-23 victory on Monday Night Football, the Vikings moved to a 4-0 record. Favre became the first quarterback in NFL history to defeat all 32 current teams as a starter. Over 21.8 million viewers tuned in to watch the game, beating the previous record for a cable television program set by a game between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys in 2008. The Vikings beat the New York Giants 44-7 to in Week 17 to help the team clinch the second seed in the conference and a first-round bye with an Eagles loss later that same day. The Vikings ended the regular season with a 12-4 and record, their best record since 2000 and the first 11-plus win season since their record-setting 1998 campaign. The Vikings played the Dallas Cowboys in the divisional round on January 17, 2010, and won, by the, won the game by a score of 34-3, to 3, advancing the Vikings to the NFC Championship game, the ninth in franchise history. This would also be the first NFC Championship game for the team since the 2000 season. Minnesota would travel to New Orleans the following week to face the top-seeded Saints in the first conference championship game held at the Superdome. Despite outgaining the Saints on offense by nearly a two-fold margin, the Vikings were severely hindered by five turnovers, including a far interception in the final minute of the fourth quarter in Saints territory. They were ousted in overtime 31-28 as the Saints won the coin toss and kicked a 40-yard field goal on the first possession of overtime. In the first week, of the 2010 NFL regular season, the Minnesota Vikings played the defending Super Bowl champions, the New Orleans Saints. The Vikings lost 14 to nine in Week Two. The Vikings played the Miami Dolphins and lost 14 to 10. The Vikings defeated the Detroit Lions 24 to 10 in the in the third week of the season. After a Week Four, after a Week Four bye week, the Vikings received. Star wide receiver Randy Moss in a trade with the New England Patriots. Even with the addition of Moss, the Vikings lost to the New York Jets 29 20 in week five. The Vikings won a crucial victory against another struggling team in the form of the Dallas Cowboys 24 21. But in week seven, the Vikings lost to the arch rival Green Bay Packers 28 24. In week nine, The Vikings played the Arizona Cardinals at home and won 27-24 in overtime, coming back from a 24-10 deficit in the final four minutes of regulation. Favre threw for a career-high 446 passing yards. The Vikings then went went on to face the Chicago Bears but were defeated, then went on to be blown out 31-3 at home by the Packers the following game. Head coach Brad Childress was fired the following Monday, with Leslie Frazier filling in for the fired Childress the Vikings won two games in a row, one against the Washington Redskins on the road and a blowout win over the Buffalo Bills at home. After a winter storm dropped nearly 17 inches of snow in the Minneapolis-St. Paul Paul area the Saturday before the Vikings' December 12th home game versus the New York Giants and 30-mile-per-hour gusts drove snow removers off the dome's roof overnight. Several panels were damaged as the weight of the snow caused the roof to collapse. After viewing the damage, Vikings management and the NFL decided to move the game to Monday and play it at Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan. Because of ongoing repairs to the roof of the Metrodome, the Vikings played their December 20th game versus the Chicago Bears at TCF Bank Stadium far through the final touchdown pass of his career to Percy Harvin in this game. The game was played 29 years to the day after the last outdoor game at Old Metropolitan Stadium in Bloomington, Minnesota. On December 26th, the NFL announced that the game versus the Philadelphia Eagles was postponed to Tuesday, December 28th, 2010 because of blizzard conditions. This marked the third consecutive venue or date change for a Vikings game and was the First NFL game played on a Tuesday since 1964. The Vikings proceed to upset the dynamic Eagles offense led by resurgent Mike Vick, 24-14 with rookie Joe Webb at the helm. The Vikings finished the season 6-10 and with a 20-13 loss against the Detroit Lions. Well, everyone, I think that will be it for today. Um, I will pick up next time when we do another episode of the Minnesota Vikings history. I will pick up from 2011 to 2020. Hopefully you guys liked it. Um, this decade of the Vikings, I do have to say, it has been, we get close and then we lose. Uh, 2009, I would have to say, it was probably our most successful uh, season in that decade. And, you know, having Brett Favre, I, I know... Speaking from experience, I literally thought we were going to win the Super Bowl that year. Um, But, man, them pesky Saints, them cheating Saints, you know. uh, Which, you know, it's been... God, what? It's been 11 years now? No, 12 years. It's been 12 years. And still... To this day, gets me irritated, you know. Um, but it's football, so what can you do? Um, 2010 was probably one that I think Brett Favre wouldn't have wanted to come back for. Um, that was also the last year of the Metrodome. We would later place games at TCF Bank Stadium, which is where the Gophers uh, play. And then we would later have U.S. Bank Stadium, which just looks like something from the Star Wars Um The two thousands Vikings from like two thousand to two thousand ten, we were hit and miss. We really were. It's kind of like now, you know, we're we 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 threw. Um, I'd say the Vikings ownership group threw darts at a dartboard and said, maybe this quarterback will work. We are still in that era. We still, and people, you know, I get it. Kirk Cousins is supposed to be this great quarterback, blah, 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 get him on offensive line, he'll do whatever. I have to say this about Kirk Cousins. And I know it'll get me a lot of hate. I'm sure people in the group will hate say, hey, you know, he's your quarterback, quit hating on him, you're a fair weather fan, whatever BS they'll come up with. But, you know, the only thing I have against Kirk Cousins is that a lot of players on this team, and I know I haven't gotten to Kirk yet when he played for this team just yet, but you know what? I would like to see him take a pay cut. Adam Thielen's taking pay cuts. Uh Stefan Diggs was run out of town because him and Kirk did not get along and i'll and I'll talk more about this when that happens. I just want people to know that you know what we need to start looking for a quarterback again because I'm sorry to say it, it's not working, and people can get mad at that. People can say, "Oh well, if we have an offensive line, blah blah blah. The Vikings never really have had the greatest of offensive lines and if the offensive line is so bad why stay in the pocket you had players like Fran Tarkington that could move that would scramble around make sure that something would get open but you know I have to label the uh I have to label the early 2000s era as kind of a lost decade of Vikings football, kind of like the nineties and the eighties, you know, um, we just, we haven't had that consistency of getting to playoffs, winning playoff games, so on and so forth. So I think I'll rank these guys this decade of the Vikings as maybe my fifth favorite Vikings. I know I did just start these rankings. I, I, I think ultimately, and I wasn't, a, I was around for the nineties. So I may label that as my second favorite, but from what I've read and watched about the sixties and seventies, those two decades right there are tied for first. I don't, I don't care what other people's rankings are. That's the rankings they should be, because that's when the team was actually a great team. It was unstoppable. We just lost it in the Super Bowl. It, had we won those four Super Bowls, we'd have been the first team to do that. The first. Before the Steelers, before the 49ers, before what other teams have won it that many times, you know, we would have done that. Had we won all four, we'd have been the first. But because everyone says, oh, well, we lost all four. We were the first to lose all four Super Bowls. So what? It's still a great achievement to even get to a Super Bowl. You know, you have people like Tom Brady now that get to a Super Bowl, it seems like, every year. Okay? Rules have changed. The players have changed. Most of them are money-hungry. Some actually do give a shit. And I just, you know, I love the Minnesota Vikings, but something has got to change. Because how in the hell have we not won a Super Bowl yet? And I don't want to hear this crap about, oh, we're cursed. We're not cursed. We just made stupid decisions. It wasn't Bud Grant's fault. It wasn't Fran Tarkenton's fault. It wasn't whoever's frickin' fault. We as a team did not win when we should have won. So, sorry about the rant, but that's what needs to be said. Um, I'm sure you guys will get more of a rant when I get to the 2011 Vikings through the 2020 Vikings. That one I may need to have a little drink for, but I digress again. Um. Come back on Monday. I'll have another episode of the Stephen Jarvis Readers Podcast for you. Hopefully, you guys have a great weekend. I know me and Alyssa tonight, we're going to be on HBO Max watching the new Mortal Kombat movie. Hopefully, that one's pretty good. I've, of course, you, people on Facebook, they always got to ruin movies for you. They got to say, oh, I watched it. Suck." Who cares? You know, it's someone's opinion. It's like the world. It's built on freaking opinions. But anyway, again, digress. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Sorry I went off on an incoherent ramble. I do that sometimes. At least that's what Alyssa tells me. Um, I think Monday I might do the 91 Minnesota Twins or the North Stars. Because I love the North Stars. I wish they'd come back. I mean, they probably still could, but there'd probably be like the Dallas stars I'd probably be like, Oh, we bought the North stars. You can't do that. No, you just bought the name, but I'm sure that could easily be bought back. Um, so thank you. Thank you again for all the support you've shown me on this podcast. Um, 214 listens on this, believe it or not. I'm so very thankful for that. And hopefully you guys, Will keep listening, keep sporting this, and showing me that, you know, you love this podcast. I love all the support that you guys have been giving to it. And like I said, you know, I, I just, I can't believe it. Never, And it, it hasn't even been my first one-year anniversary of doing this podcast yet. That'll be like in June or July. So... It's pretty good to see that I'm at 214 or whatever I'm at now. listens and all that. Thanks to you guys, my fans. Can't say it enough. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for all love and support. I love you guys. Hopefully you and your family stay safe. Don't be freaked out by what's going on in the world. Live your lives. Don't stop living your lives. And don't let moments go by, okay? Keep being you guys. Thank you. This is Stephen Jarvis, signing out.